0: All here from Games, Brains and Headbanging Life, GBHBL.com, and I'm here with Johnny and Ellen of Newcastle Thrash Metal Band, Konova. A band you should be already aware of, but if you're not, you probably, about bloody time, you need to make yourself aware of them. Because we're talking about up-and-comers in the UK scene. This is a band that is on everyone's lips, but both of them have had enough of the Daily Grind lockdown. And destructive viruses so i've decided to jump into our boat and go live out their remaining years in solitude kind of solitude because you're together on a very own desert island (laughs) as always though we're not sending them alone or without items and it's entertainment of three video games or three books three horror movies and three records chosen by them first things first though let's get this out of the way welcome to desert island drugs guys starting with you ellen how are you We lost your sound.
1: <laughs> Classic. Of course the vocalist loses sound.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're there? Yeah, you Am are I there here? now. Yes.
2: Okay. I apart from that mess up. Yeah, no, good, good. Yeah. Um, stressed with just uni and
1: everything but you know that's how it is yourself johnny how are you doing today uh, i'm not too bad back back at work is normal you know nice yeah. to be back home it's nice to actually be back working in an office to be honest with you yeah it was the past few months difficult working at home it's nice having some form of normality
0: okay that's cool 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 so your offices have gone back yeah
1: yeah i've, I've been back for, well, a couple of months now but uh, it's just that comparison it's, it's niceness, just the fear of maybe I haven't worked at home again. I'm not too, not too happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the elephant in the room that can't start any interview that we've done this year since freaking March without first talking about it. And it is basically, starting with you, Johnny, how how have you been holding up personally throughout 2020?
1: Uh not, not too bad. I think everyone's had their ups and downs. I think the, what, what's kind of kept me and I suppose the band going is just having something to look forward to. You know, you've got to be a glass half full kind of person in these kind of times, you know? Yeah, fair enough, we can't go and play gigs, but we can't go write an album. You know, we can't practice together, but we can jump on Zoom, we can practice together, you know. It's just, you've got to make the most. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Um.
2: Yeah, no, It's it's been okay. Um, you know, as, as good as it can be. Mm. Um, unlike, uh, unlike Johnny, I'm, as I said, I'm, I, I finished my degree at uni. So that was quite difficult to do during lockdown. Um, and then I got made redundant. So it's been a it's been a one, but you know, it's always been able to have the band there to keep it going and have something to look forward to. It, so.
0: so you think you've been able to keep in a positive mind frame? Cause that's quite a lot of things going on at once.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can either get swallowed by it or you can push through really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is, do, is that the kind of advice you'd give to anyone I guess who's facing what we are now about to hit in this country when it comes to difficulties coping, just kind of push through, stay positive, right?
2: Yeah, stay as positive as you can do, but also if you do need help, there are services out there, so.
0: Yeah. And of course you guys, you're in Newcastle, right? Yeah. So you've been living with restrictions in this country than a lot of the rest of us. I currently am in London, so what you guys have been experiencing is not what I've been experiencing, but we're all in the same boat in a couple of days time. Uh, how has that kind of made you feel?
1: Well, it is what it is. It's it's the way, way I see it. At the end of the day, you know, for every one person flouting the rules, another person taking it to an extreme. You've everyone's got to do you. Mm-hmm. You know that, that's that's how I feel. You know, we we've tried to put on a show during these times. Fair enough. A, a lot of people have said, you know, desperately get out there. A lot of people have equally said, you no, know, be concerned about what's going on. Mm. That's completely completely understandable. You know it's like i said it, it is what it is
0: yeah have you found yourself disconnected from it in regards to the fact that say you were working at home so well that was obviously quite different but it kind of kept
1: you at arm's length yeah it was working from home was very weird because if i love the kind of homework duality as it is you know i like to be able to go out go to a place do a thing mm. come back home And to be honest, when it was work from home, it started off great. You know, you can go to work in your pajamas. Brilliant. (laughs) But then after a few months, the kind of everything started, it became Groundhog Day. It was just blurring into one. And I I found myself spending less time doing what I want to do and a lot of time on video games, to be honest. I I think my guitar maybe suffered a little bit, which I'm going to admit, but uh, I did get very addicted to Call of Duty (laughs) Warzone.
0: You're an artist. Well, during these down periods. You're supposed to be grinding out music. That's the only thing you're supposed to be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't don't worry with this. Uh, I think I don't know. We're on thirteen demos at the minute. Uh,
2: yes, I was saying that we should have hundred demos, but you know that's just me. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you completed your degree, Ellen. What was the degree in?
2: In music, undergrad in, uh, in music at Newcastle.
0: Oh, awesome. Wow, so you've really, really kind of planned to make a career out of it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm actually doing my master's in music at the moment as well. And uh, I'm going to start applying for my PhD to be a doctor.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get started with the first choices then. And it's video games or books. Now, there's two of you. So is... Are you, how do you want to do this do you want to take one person take all the nominations do you want to alternate it's entirely up to you guys
1: do you want to alternate ellen or do you want to why don't we both chime in when we've both got good answers That might would be the best way
2: yeah okay. go for it
1: yeah uh so, do you want me to start yeah
2: go
0: for it
1: yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna go with games i haven't just mentioned that I've. After- hmm really been absorbed in games lately. Mm. Now you see, I tend to overthink everything. So when you say, take games to a desert island, yeah. I start thinking, well, do I have internet?
0: Oh, you, everyone, yes, you, this comes up all the time. Of course you have internet. We're, we're, we're running right. a secret power line under the sand.
1: <laughs> right, brilliant. So obviously I won't be calling for help on the internet, but I will be playing these games.
0: Oh, it's restricted, mate. We're restricted <laughs> <the> internet
1: access. <laughs> um, I mean, Again, it's gonna make well most of my answers. Every day the answer will change to a degree, but at the minute it's number one out there, it's gotta be Call of Duty Warzone. Okay. Is that getting on oh, I...
0: Sorry. sorry, I was gonna say I'm not up with the current Call of Duty games. I think probably the last one I played was Black Ops or one of the one of those, so it's been a long time. Is that the latest right.
1: release? It's not, it's actually a standalone free to play game.
0: Oh, oh wow. It's...
1: Well, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the paid version, though, you play the paid version get better stuff for the free one. But it's just the idea, it's basically the idea of Fortnite Battle Royale, but with Call of Duty's game engine, so you get on there with your friends, it's it's quite a laugh, it's very intense. Yeah, you just yes, take hours
0: I'm, and hours into this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm almost ashamed to say how many days' play I've had in the past six months. But it's, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say. No. It's a free-to-play it, game. Do it. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I think I'm on nine and a half days. I've clocked up on that game amazing. alone since February.
0: Wow, that's actually incredible. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. No, <laughs> since February, that's nothing really, but yeah. And um, free-to-play game. Does that mean it comes with the free-to-play attachments? You know, you talked about playing using the paid version to get items and stuff like that. But do you find it be quite restrictive?
1: Uh, Well, the thing is, I I bought the last Colour Duty in November anyway, so I've got the main game. I think it would be if you're trying to play it properly, We're quite Mm -hmm. restrictive, if you hadn't bought the main game. But there's a lot of people, if you're a casual player, you'd probably have a decent time. That's got to be my number one.
0: Okay, cool. Excellent. Ellen, you're going to go next?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm also going to go with games, if Mm -hmm. that is all right. Uh, however, I am completely different to Johnny in the, spe- in the sense that my favourite game that I would take to a desert island would be Animal Crossing New Horizons. So <laughs> 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 no, it's just, it's so, it's, it's obviously the game all metalheads are playing. It's so violent.
0: Uh... It can get pretty extreme.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, with those, those bugs, those bugs and those nets. <laughs> but I'll, take,
0: yeah. I'll take it, it's a game you're pretty much on every day, yeah?
2: I was up until my switch broke. Oh!
0: a shame. I
2: know, I know. Uh, but yes, it, it is, uh, it's very addictive for how, um, how calming it is
0: to say the least. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. It's uh, something I pick up every so often myself. and. Uh, of get reminded that it's enjoyable. And that's, it's kind of funny as well, because obviously it was released just roughly at the start of kind of lockdown period. So it's quite a good escape for a lot, a lot of people. Almost like was a very positive thing, really. Two very different games there, guys. Call of Duty, <laughs> the violence, <laughs> the adult theme stuff, and Animal Crossing, Nintendo's light and fluffy, There, I say cloud related stuff. Who's going to take the third then?
1: Well, I feel like after Ellen dropped the Animal Crossing bombshell, I should probably take another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say that on yeah. the i defence, um, re- Helen recently got my girlfriend, got on the last week. And i tell you what, when I come home, well, we both come from work, and I'm watching the play it's actually very relaxing just to mm. watch. I can completely understand Alan's point. But yeah. I'm going to go complete polar opposite again, a game I've been obsessed with again this year, Doom 2016.
0: Doom 2016, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that just, I think, For me, obviously, the original's great, but I think I got 2016 at a time when I was just kind of getting into gaming again, and it just, oh, it it sets the bar for me quite nicely. I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it's got a great blend of over-the-top action set pieces, utter carnage gunplay, and um, horror and heavy metal elements. What more could you want? Yeah, yeah. Have um, Have you checked out, or are you going to check out the latest one, Doom Eternal?
1: I have, I, I've got a day of release, but I've got to admit I did prefer 2016 overall. I think yeah. it, it, Eternal did take everything from 2016 and kind of ramped it up a level. But with that comes problems as well, I think. I think some of the enemies got a bit too, I'll excuse what awkward for me. I just wanted to run and shoot. Okay. And going fucking Marauder. So
0: that's two shoot again. Ge- Is that your preferred style of video games then? Shooters? Yes. Yeah, makes sense. You chose those two, yeah. So, when we arranged this interview, it was planned as part of a build-up to Newcastle's first metal show. Many months, Time Bank Brewery tap. Part of t- what was that? T- Tonight is Tuesdays. I can't even remember of my bloody writing. The yeah. show was, is t- on November. T- t- now, I'm presuming, making a bold prediction here, that that is not going ahead.
1: No. no um, being in contact with the promoter today, I think, after the news on saturday we're aware immediately it's gonna have to be postponed yeah uh, we, we have i don't think we announced that but we will be be tomorrow we'll be doing the announcement but again it's like we said you got to be glass half full you know we've got to focus on the positives it's out of our control nothing yep. we can do every ticket sold because we've, we've been told it's actually sold very well considering we're mm. in a tier two lockdown anyway you know every ticket sold is getting honored you know we're not interested in canceling it's mm. got to be rearranged because You've got to do what you can. Yeah. You know, it, it, as soon as we had that show kinda of announced and given to us by Alan Scora, it, he's a fantastic person by the way. He's organized a lot of shows during these hard times.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's as, as really soon as he, the scene. Yeah. As soon as he came forward and offered us the show, it just well put a big smile on all of our four faces. And it was the idea that we could get in a room with other people for the first ten months and mm. like bring, bring them some joy as well. It was a kinda it was a mutual thing. We we're really looking forward to it. So we're not gonna cancel. It's going to be rearranged as soon as physically possible. Yeah.
2: When was the last time you played live? The week before lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were we were on tour with uh, Ash Breach, uh, Doctor, and Richard Spirit. Like uh, the weekend before mm. the lockdown came
0: in. What about going to gigs yourselves? When was the last time you went to make gig for your own enjoyment?
2: We went to that um, that socially distanced one, didn't
0: we, Johnny? Oh yeah, forgot about that. Oh, you did go well, to
1: a social distance gig. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it was the 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 gig that became a meme for a while on Facebook. It was the uh, the Virgin Unity Arena. You had like the pods.
0: Oh, was that it?
1: Yeah, we went to one of those shows. Wow.
2: What were they called? The the the. Hum-
1: the the hunter, hunter. It was an indie rock band and because we've done work with um, SSD promotions, they managed to get us some free tickets. Oh. So we, we kind of, me and Alan went, we brought friends along. It, it was really good actually. It was I could see some gigs going ahead in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Obviously others couldn't. It was just, to be honest, clinging on to something. Even, yeah. you know, standing in a pod with just a couple of friends, it was better than nothing.
0: Absolutely. Uh, must have been quite surreal though, right?
1: Oh, massively. But it, do you know what it is? I actually quite like the idea that I could stand in the pod and just get drunk and not worry about finding a pod again. Straightforward.
0: I am um, <laughs> at the end of, uh, yeah, middle of October, I went to my only gig during lockdown period, a social distance gig also at a very small venue in London called the New Cross Inn. And um, it was table service, black metal band, all that kind of thing. Very, very strange, very unusual. I wasn't that comfortable with it in a sense, just because it felt weird. However, there were elements that I was like, at the end, being like mid thirties and haven't been going to gigs since I was like 15, where I was like, the parts of this I like. I quite like the idea of just having my drinks brought to me and no one bumping <laughs> into me. This is kind of, I could take this in the future.
1: Whereas the pot idea,
0: okay, I could go with that.
1: <laughs> I'm not, not, I keep saying this, but not to sound like I'm getting old, but we went to see Slipknot in um, in January at the arena. Me and Ella went and yeah. my brother. And, we had, we had seated tickets, mainly because we got them last minute when mm. we had a gig the following day. And I thought, right, if I go standing and we dive into that pit, and I don't want to risk doing some damage the night before a big, big gig. Yeah. You know what it was? Just being able to sit there and just go to the bar and get a drink and just stand and watch the chaos. There was something <laughs> quite cool about that. I
0: think if you do it every so often, it's not such a bad thing. It doesn't make you feel as old. It's when you're yeah. forced to,
1: and your knees are given out, and you've got to sit down for it. Then, then you know, that's <laughs> what it is. I, th- I think the, bef- my final gig before lockdown was uh, it was Sabaton down at Wembley.
0: Oh, the SSC Sab- one, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. It was if, if you're going to pick a gig to kind of go out to that you're not playing, that was the one. The production was just huge.
0: Mm. Mm. Are you worried about the future of the grassroots venues? Yes. <laughs> right, fault well,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Um, even even before the lockdown happened, a lot of venues in Newcastle were starting to get. Started. It's really really worrying because some of the venues that have closed um, were some of the places like we started, mm. and you know we we hope that there's going to be something for bands when when this lifts.
0: What would you, You've you got any suggestions of what, what could be done to help, really? Aside from the higher powers, divvying up some money, on a more local sort of level, particularly from fans' perspective, what can be done to help, in your opinion?
1: It, it's difficult, I think. Because we're about to go to another phase of lockdown, that makes it harder. Mm. Like, currently, what I would have said is the best way to support the venues is just go and just have some drink even if you're just drinking soft drinks whatever just go you know get some cash flow going if there's a gig get a ticket go along you know some venues have merch as well you know i know little buildings i bought a great t-shirt from them over the lockdown that they sent out it's just you got to do anything you can Mm. And i I know i've said that and we're going at different rules from thursday but still the merch line might be available some of these venues might be starting to do takeaway years, whatever. It's just, everyone's struggling, but if you've got anything you can give, just help out wherever you can, because, you know, it's like they say, you know, don't use it, you lose it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Horror movie choices. Who wants to get us started here? Ellen, do I'll you st- want to start?
2: Yeah, I start started the last one. <laughs>
0: um, I'm always interested by this.
2: So, my number one horror film um, at the moment anyway, is classic Silence of the Lambs.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Why? What's, the, what's so appealing about that?
2: I really, really enjoy more psychological horror films. Like, don't get me wrong, Bloody Gore, it's great. But if a movie can really get inside your head and mess it up, <laughs> that's what I find quite appealing about uh, films.
0: Is it still as enjoyable to kind of watch, considering so many elements of it have been parried, 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 and made, made, memed, and stuff like that?
2: I I think it is. I think yeah. it also, um, especially for people who are first time watching it, they'll probably be watching it and be like, oh, what where that I came from?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And what about the? Have you ever read the book?
2: Uh, I I struggle with reading personally, so I don't have the. To- uh-huh. But is it a
0: difficult read? <laughs> um, I haven't read it in a very long time. I don't think so. I mean, it, it's certain. So he's got a certain style uh, that doesn't translate as well into his movies. It's sometimes very different things. The only one that's really accurate in regards to more violence is Hannibal. Talking of which, have you seen any of the following films after The Silence of the Lambs? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, there's something to check out. There are some good stuff amongst that Red Dragon, Hannibal itself. Yeah, But if you like the psychological, actually, you know what, now I'm thinking about it, you like the psychological, the movie Hannibal itself is probably not for you, because that's very stupid. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. <laughs> very stupid. Red Dragon a little bit
0: more. <laughs> um,
1: go on, Johnny. Right, well, you see, I kind of struggle to blur the line between horror and science fiction sometimes. Oh,
0: it's a very thin line,
1: yeah. It is, so... There was one franchise that crosses. I'm going to go with this half, and I'm going to say the original Alien movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I just love that it was back at a time when, unlike the subsequent movies, it wasn't just showing you the Alien everywhere. It was very much this thing that you didn't really fully understand what it was going through it. And that initial scene when it burst through his chest, mm. that was fan- fantastic.
0: There's a reason why, as you say, scenes like that and movies like that are, are considered iconic, and it's not just because of a certain time. Because I'm sure you'd agree with this, it's the, uh, you put that on now, it holds up as strongly yeah. as it did back then. Whereas a movie made five years ago can look like yeah. absolute
1: trash. Yeah, it's, I, I was watching this yesterday because we, well, we're gonna we did reaction at a time. We're gonna watch um, Pet Cemetery last night. Okay. And that was which one do I watch, the original or the new one? And it's funny because you see so many kind of comments online. People say, you know, CGI these days, it's fantastic, but it doesn't hold up to just practical effects. You know, it can go further and it's that old toss off, which is why, again, I think as we were saying, the first Alien film, just brilliant.
0: Do you like any of the sequels?
1: I do, um, Alien 3, it's quite good. I think Resurrection, eh, mm. not, not, not not so good. Uh, Prometheus had had potential and I think it was a little bit wasted and then it gets a bit silly with Alien versus Predator. That just gets a bit uh.
0: Bit if much. you want to do a franchise hunt, there's plenty out there for you to watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, we're coming back to you, Alan, and for the third one.
2: Uh, yeah, can do. Um, so I would say I watched a movie last night, actually, um, that I'd never seen before. Yes. That was a horror film. Uh, and I thought it was really really good so I've written it down and it's the original Night of the Living Dead the uh the classic zombie film oh you've never seen Um, it before no 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 (laughs) that's (laughs) Um, amazing and obviously it's in black and white and some scenes are of its time (laughs) Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting where you know the kind of concept
0: of zombies that we see them
2: now kind
0: of came from. Mm. Um. It's amazing. Uh, generally, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone in my entire life who's not seen that movie. So for you to have only just seen it is awesome. Such a fresh take on it to a, a film I don't think I'd want to watch now because of having seen it so many times. I mean, Zombies, it directly influenced the creation of the website and the brand itself, in its, you know. Uh, so have you then, are you now tempted to kind of follow that thread along? and say, watch the 90s color remake of it?
2: Um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I may give it a go. Um, how, how does it hold up compared to the other one, the original?
0: Um, I, I'm, a, I'm the wrong person to ask these questions. I am a terrible horror <laughs> movie fan. I, I, I literally spent my life watching horror and writing about it and stuff like that. So it's turned me into a bit of a cynical Get sometimes and i have to kind of check myself and i'm like oh my go right well it's good at this and it's bad at this and it's good at this and bad at that. i think um it's a good zombie film and that's okay. a bad thing there's you, you you that's a that's a path you can experience all the way with all the sequels that would come out like romero's you know other work dawn of the dead the dead are those movies you've never seen either uh yeah so i
2: watched what was the other one i watched uh 28 days oh okay yeah oh, yeah
1: oh that's movie. it that series is good
0: hmm amazing uh, you've got so much to watch <laughs>
2: i know i know I'm, when it comes to horror movies as i say i'm more i'd rather watch like the shining carry and stuff like that um uh, but yeah i would never really seen any of like the proper, proper oh
0: that's popcorn. cool that's cool oh cool
1: i'm glad you mentioned actually because 28 days was actually on my original list of three.
0: Oh, right cool. okay you took it off yeah Oh, well, it would have been, I suppose, had you done the original, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, I do have to give a, a special mention to uh, Dog Soldiers, though, with the oh, token wow. Jody.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> no one ever mentions Dog Soldiers. Excellent.
1: Yeah, we were uh, with a few friends a few years ago. We booked like a cottage in the middle of nowhere and just got really drunk and sat and watched Dog Soldiers.
0: That's very horror cool.
1: movie. Yeah, we, we weren't leaving the building, but uh, <laughs> it was good.
0: <laughs> so guys, We've talked about uh, the negative side of this year. Let's look at some of the more positive sides of this and the future of the band. What is basically going on in your camp as of right now? We've talked about having demos in, in on on the way, excuse me. Obviously the show isn't going ahead. What else have you been guys been
1: doing? Well, we've been trying to just kind of grind away as best we can, Well, even for the show, we're going to drop two new songs actually. Oh, awesome. But uh, obviously that's gonna be a, a later time now but yeah just really cracking on with the album so 13 demos in varying stages i reckon we've probably about six or seven that could almost be recorded as is
3: hmm.
1: but what we want, we want variety we don't want to just kind of write 10 record 10 send out 10 we want maybe 13 15 pick the best of the best and really become enemies trying to decide which one's the best okay cool cool
0: cool
2: I've already told you we should have a hundred demos before we do that,
1: but you know. Oh, okay. Well, depending <laughs> depending on when this lockdown ends, we might have a hundred demos next day yeah, Exactly. You talk to
0: us. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about? Yeah,
0: sorry,
1: go on.
2: I was going to say we're not really. At, I mean, we've got a showbook for
1: May. Oh, Co- Call it a wild. Call
2: it a wild. But oh, aside cool. from that, we're kind of. Well, I would say we're kind of staying off of booking shows only because we wouldn't want to announce something like we've unfortunately had to, and then have to postpone it. So, um,
1: yeah, that would be my take
0: on it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look That's at we'll May we'll... think you look at me, and you think, okay, cool. That that hopefully will be a legit chunk of time uh, to see where things are at, and then you start wondering, wow, 2021's gig calendar. Let's go with the presumption that everything's good. Come. March, April time, twenty twenty gig calendar is going to be insane for oh, yeah. all bands. Yeah.
1: What
0: about um, what about streaming and live sh- like streaming live shows and stuff like that? Is
1: that something that's come your way and been considered? We we've spoken about it. I think the difficulty is, to be honest, just getting the sound right hmm. because we're quite lucky. We've got quite a nice rehearsal space we can use. We've got all our mixer. We've got the microphones. But to be honest, I think. A band of our size it is going to be more difficult unless we go to somewhere professional to do it like help us with it hmm. and when when we're trying to kind of put all our attention and money into getting the album done you start thinking it's not at the expense as well yeah and it, it's just it, it's a very fine line between this will be really cool and it could also go terribly wrong yeah so we'll, we'll, we've held off at the minute but again if this extends for much longer maybe we'll I've do that
2: Exactly. Killanova,
0: Killanova Christmas uh, album, 2020. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, last year, all we did was moan and bitch about the fact that modern bands aren't doing Christmas albums. And that if you want to listen to Christmas music, we've got to go back to the bloody eighties. We need more modern bands. Get out, get out, there. at least do a single, please. it will be awesome.
2: Oh, oh uh, okay. I, I,
0: I Proceeds to uh, charity
1: I, I, will help fund it. <laughs> I, I am. Desperate to do some stupid covers. <laughs> yes. one, w- w- one we've been practicing, practicing, re- practicing. I mean, me and What? What? One. Okay. Me and Joe have been dicking around with the bloody stonecutter song from The Simpsons. Okay. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um. We do. We yeah, we do. It's like <laughs> style. We do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, obviously Doctor Zeus as well. Monorail song. You know, it's just. Why are we writing new music when the Golden stuff's in The Simpsons? What are
2: you talking about, Johnny? (laughs) All you do when we have a break is play Jurassic Park.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. So I'm going to... Don't be embarrassed what I'm about to say, but you're considered one of the brightest and most exciting bands in the UK right now, being embraced by fans of all styles of metal. Have you had that moment yet where you think... You sit back and think, oh, okay? This is working
1: out
2: for us. Yes, uh, a second, right now.
1: <laughs> <she said> <laughs> I think that there's been a few moments we've had as a band where we don't look at it as a kind of, ooh, this is going well. I think we just take a stepping stone at a time. And I think, for me, one of my favourite moments recently, I say recently, I mean, it must have been about six months ago now, if not more, it was last time we played Sheffield, mm-hmm. and, and we were pulled. Kind of a, it felt like we were playing a home show. The kind of crowd was really into it, it was a packed venue, and it was like oh we've kind of got well, we've got a Newcastle somewhere else, and just that wow. to me it was a really it was a it was a big deal. I really enjoyed that. We we're desperate to go back and play again. We we're meant to play in I want to say June. Was it June? It was, it was June or July. Yeah, we
2: had
1: Threshed a load of shows now. booked, didn't we? That's
2: the thing.
1: Yeah, but that, I think that was one of the more recent moments for me where I don't know I just felt really good about the band. Your rockstar moments? <laughs> well, we got, we got asked for an encore and I think I'd switched my mind off to be honest. I, I, I fudged a mortal I've got with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, one of those
2: moments happened. Um, it was more of a humble thing. Oh, okay. When we uh, recently, we sold our first bit of merch to someone in Germany, oh, cool. and for me, that was just like, oh my God, people actually know who we are. <laughs> um, so hopefully one day we'll get to Germany. That'll be really cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: would well, that be kind of like the next sort of major massive step up is something a little drop, tr- little jaunt around Europe.
1: Oh, that'd be, that'd be fantastic.
2: That will be really
0: cool. Okay guys, records then. Three records, this no doubt was incredibly difficult when you could only have to choose three, but when you only got potentially one or 2
1: the you're a lot harder. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Do you want me to go first this time then?
2: Uh, yeah, sure.
1: Brilliant. Well, you already know what my top one's gonna be. Uh,
2: yeah, I know what it's gonna be. Okay.
1: Right, well, if I've got, if I'm going down from three to potentially one or two, I'm gonna have mm. to go with my favorite all-time album which is Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Oh, wow. Why is that your all time favorite? I think it's just, as albums go cover to cover, aside from maybe one track, it is just, you know which one. I'm wondering, (laughs) I really want to know which one it is, because there's one track in it. I I, I show you
0: love of that album, but there's one track I'm a little bit iffy on. Is it? It's, it's
1: Escape. Oh, okay. Very, very good, okay. Uh, it's to be honest like even listening to escape if you know if, if a hard rock band released escape it'd be a you'd be a great song hmm. it's just when it's put alongside like so for whom the bell tolls creep and death call of cthulhu hmm. and then my favorite off the album fade the black you know it just w- what would have been a decent song just pales in comparison to the rest of it yeah. it's just a heavy metal masterpiece
0: no it's it's a i, I, I totally agree with you Metallica's in my what I grew up listening to is well, like heavy metal. Is that a similar path for you? Are, are they quite influential on you?
1: They were, well, my first metal album mm. was, well, my dad came home with Death Magnetic. Oh, wow. And, and, and he told me to listen to this, and I said, I'm listening to bloody granddad's music. <laughs> that was my impression, you know, being kind of 15, just, oh, <laughs> but then I, I, I did play it, and I, they just so happened to be playing Newcastle three months later. Oh, wow. So it went from never hearing this band to seeing them live within three months, and that that was it. That was it. That's wonderful. Picked up a guitar that year.
0: Oh, wow. That is honestly wonderful. I'm sure like, if you ever, ever get the opportunity to tell them that, they would love to hear that. Yeah. Go on then, Ellen, you up.
2: Okay. Um, so I have a different style of metal. Um, compared to Johnny, Johnny is definitely more, you know, 80s kind of metal side of things, I would say. Um, However, me growing up uh, as a teenager in like the late 2000s, um, I I was really influenced by like the whole metalcore uh, vibe. So my number one album, I would have to say, would be Motionless White Creatures.
0: Oh, wow that is the first time motionless white has ever been mentioned on this channel i think so that is why why
2: so um they were kind of one of the first bands i properly started listening to in metal mm. and for me uh lyrically like them uh i found them very very good to kind of listen to if i was feeling how to say it like immaculate misconception Example, it's very much it's very it's very much an angry song, but then in the kind of breakdown section, it's got the section bit about um to all the kids whose letters I've received, the broken hearted the damaged just like me, it's like you know, it's very kind of <laughs> um and then I saw them live okay. and I met Chris I met Chris motionless and fell in love with her and oh my god, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you, find, do you find yourself getting quite defensive though? Because obviously Motionless and White, they're um, they're a polarizing band, so to speak. So do you, if you're, you you're obviously on, on the side that adores them, so do you find yourself often in conflict with people over it?
3: Um.
2: <laughs> oh, Johnny, do I find myself in conflict about Motionless
1: and White with anyone? Hmm, <laughs> I wonder.
2: <laughs> okay
1: no it, it, it's not that I, I i don't dislike motionless and white i think it's just it's funny in the band i think it works to our benefit that between the four of us we all our favorite bands are very different mm. which I, I think helps i mean you know if if my favorite band was motionless and white so is joe's and steve's without writing a tribute album that's right whereas, be, whereas because i'm a huge metallica fan ellen's not a massive metallica fan joe loves likes to go or mastodon you know, I, I like a bit of that. Steve loves Magic like, Adventure Sevenfold. Just this collective mix where you can't just copy your heroes, you've got mm. to manipulate. I think it just, it works.
0: Yeah, you're bringing a hefty amount of influences through all your personal tastes. Yeah, And as always, it's it, it should seem super, super simple. Like what you like, don't be a dick. It's simple as yeah. that, so who cares, yeah um okay who's going to take the third one then who wants to do the third and last one
3: Uh.
1: (laughs) 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 well my my third one is greatly influenced by the show i'm already mentioned earlier in the year and i haven't been able to stop playing sabaton's album great war since i bought it last year i think it it was just i got a time when kind of i knew I, I was seeing them in a few weeks time after buying it at bloodstock mm. last year oh you're there yeah i've got a bloodstock every year i've been going eight years now i think oh, wow it's just just a great festival you know because mm. i've got friends all over the country so it's kind of our one chance a year to just say right that's it we're all going to be in the same place same time and it's just nice but we go we get to for the lineups announced. we know it's going to be good Mm. You know, and even if it's band we don't want to see you see each other for the first time in the year, great weekend. Mm. But, but with, with Sabaton and Solar Bloodstock, great, Saw that their own headline show, even better. I think just listening to the album, it just reminds me of the whole thing. Really, really enjoyed
0: it. so certainly encapsulates what they were going for in the concept, don't you think?
1: Very much so. I mean, even when their stage crew are wearing military uniforms, you think this is, they're going all out here. It's just, it's a spectacle to see.
0: It's interesting because um, so you mentioned Bloodstock and a can So I, I'm not I'm not big on Sabaton, but a couple I can't remember what year it was maybe 2016. Bloodstock they were subbing under Trivium, so you would have been there at that time. They were sub headlining, had an hour slot, and Trivium were the headliners. Do you remember that year? I do.
1: I remember because I'm going to admit this. I've said the Sabaton albums my fav- one of my favourites, but I didn't get into Sabaton until I think it was actually just after that show. Mm. Because I, I remember standing back watching them thinking I kind of get this, but I was I kind of wasn't there yet.
0: Oh, the, so it, was, it was that show that I was like, oh my God, that's spectacular, I loved it. And then obviously it would come back in headline last year and so on.
1: Yeah, I just remember standing there and doing it and just seeing it was just the, the charisma, the whole, you know, pyro galore, a, a tank on stage. It's, I mean, it's, what more could you <laughs> from? What, what, what <laughs> more could you want?
0: <laughs> Ellen, are you much of a bloodstock goer? No.
2: <laughs> uh, well, my uh, first time I was probably played, mm. um, and then I did want to go, obviously, um, this year. Yeah. But unfortunately, it got cancelled. But I normally used to go to. Um, I used to go to download a lot. Oh yeah. Um, only because one, like when I was a bit younger, um, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really aware that bloodstock was a thing. Hmm. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of noticed that I'm definitely more inclined to go to that festival
1: and
2: download, for example, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's, it's the community aspect as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's when, what I mean. Like, when you've only got 15, 20,000 people in the field, you know, and you can walk from your tent to the main stage in 10 minutes, mm. you know, and you've got some class acts on. I mean, Judas Priest. You know, a ticket to Bloodstock to about 150 quid. You'd pay 60, 70 quid for Priest alone. Mm, yeah, you know, no. it, it, it's it's bargain.
0: This is the Bloodstock appreciation interview now because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I we I, I, my festival started at Download, then Sonosphere came along. Do you remember Sonosphere? And Sonosphere oh, was banging. And- Sonosphere
1: 2014. I think that is the best lineup of festival I've ever been to.
0: Was that the uh, by request, Metallica by request?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was there yeah. as well. You had Maiden one night, Metallica the next night, but over the weekend you had Anthrax do two sets, mm. Storm, you know, Jockie Murphy's, Slayer. Yes. Yeah, it was a good festival, and Sad's gone. It was fantastic. Oh, definitely. I'm
2: just going to chime in and say that I was way too young to go to that festival event. 2014.
1: <laughs> 2014. Don't yeah, say how old you were. Yeah,
2: so I would have been like. <laughs> I would have been, what,
0: 15, 16? Around there? So... <laughs> so it would would uh, a realistic goal for you guys in the band be to Bloodstock, yeah? Get back to Bloodstock.
1: Oh, 100%. I think that's, yeah. that would be the dream, I think. I was actually watching some footage back, because I found it on my computer the other day, and mm. um, because Bloodstock was our, I think it was our fifth show or sixth show sixth. As, as, sixth. as a band, I'm kind of watching back and I'm thinking, oh, it's good. But I don't know if it's just me being really critical. I'm watching thinking, oh, I stopped doing that around show 10. I stopped doing that around show 20. And it's kind of, I think going back now and being able to kind of look at the footage side by side, I'd, I'd love to do that because like, we've yeah. learned so much.
0: You must look and realize the opportunity is very, very open for you. There are many bands who started, took their position, whether it be the New Blood, Yager, and stuff like that. And they are now playing the selfie stage and stuff like that. Does that kind of encourage you? It gives
1: you a drive. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's what we hope for. Definitely.
1: You know, it, it, at the end of the day, you can do anything if you try hard enough. So all we can do is just give everything to it. If it works out, fantastic. And if it doesn't, we're giving our best.
2: Think about the pyro. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so social media then, guys. Is it a strong part of your outfit? or is it something you kind of force yourselves to do as a necessary evil?
1: Um, well, I know more about social media than me.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're they're mostly active on our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, the, the, when it comes to Twitter though, I've got no idea how to use that personally. That's, I Joe's, think, domain. Yeah, that, 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 that's Joe's
0: domain. Yeah, that's Joe's Okay, cool. Um, I mean, you are um, sharing the responsibilities of it yes
2: yeah um i think it's good it obviously means that we're able to have plans in various different places the only downside of it is that if some unfortunately some promoters or something uh some people that may want to book you Mm. might see oh you've only got x amount of likes um but it might not actually reflect how many people that would turn up to the show or things like that yeah. Um, and the other issue with the whole social media side is obviously you can you can buy followers and you can yeah. buy likes and all that. And so when you look at some pages, you're kind of wondering whether or not it's um, it's genuine or
0: not. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got twenty five thousand followers but two likes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not even that as well. You can get twenty five thousand likes, but does that translate into music sales or merch sales or anything like that?
1: Exactly. But no, I think, especially these days, social media is very important. You know, mm. in the current circumstances we're in, you've got to keep active, you know, you've got to put out whatever you can. You know, we've been doing little bits here and there, where it's just, you know, myself playing guitar for 30 seconds, or Joe teasing a riff or something. Just, you got to try and keep people entertained.
0: Well, it's no longer an option. It's no longer an option, it seems. It's as much part of being a, a band as picking up a bloody instrument is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's where um, the young and up-and-comers kind of have the leg up compared to, say, the guys that have still gone from the 80s and the 90s and who are now, happen to enter this world of streaming and YouTube and all that and work out how the hell to do it. Algorithms
1: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that.
2: There are features, though, you know, um, on, like, Instagram and stuff like, uh, I think it's the business side of it. Um, that makes it a bit easier to kind of show you like, oh, well, you get this amount of interaction at this time because this is when most of your followers are most likely on. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not like we're left in the dark, which is good.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I get that. If you could put, right. Uh, uh, if you could put yourselves, right? So you're gonna do this, put yourselves on a bill would three, I, I can almost do this for you, you've already told me, three of, <laughs> three of your biggest influences, who would you choose?
1: <laughs> so Metallica, <laughs> Motionless and White, and someone else. We've actually had a discussion a few times, haven't we, Alan, in, in practices the kind of, who would be the ideal band to support as a band that we all equally enjoy. Okay, cool, yeah. And I, 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 I think the name that was bands around, currently for and I think it was probably Lamb of God.
0: Yes.
1: And yes. I think we, yeah, I think, I think we said Lamb of God, it, you know, it's one of the few bands that actually influences us all quite a bit. We're all, we all like love Lamb of God, and I think I we think, fit well with them.
2: I think in terms of um, what would be realistic what we'd hope would be realistic in the next year or so, um, and mainly because they're amazing, uh, would be alien weaponry. Someone we definitely kind of want to try and get on and play with.
0: Absolutely, yeah. If you're talking about someone making waves. There's a band. Okay, yeah. got another big, difficult one for you then. What excites you in music these days, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
1: <laughs> I'm going to use the normal... Wide
0: and open and forcing you to really
1: think. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do the normal Zoom thing where you pretend to take a drink for a few minutes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no, the screen's frozen.
2: Do you mean... <laughs> when you say that excites you, do you mean like a man? Do you mean people
0: like a thing? It or- can be whatever you want to be. It can be something... It could be a visual thing. It could be the music. It could be a band. It could be a particular artist, a style. Something that I guess... When you regularly, like you guys do, when you regularly listen to rock and metal a lot of the time, you can sometimes get bogged down in similar, similar styles and stuff like that. And then something jumps out at you. You kind of mentioned Alien Weaponry is a good example of a band that's kind of jumped out quite recently and grabbed a lot of people's attention in a certain way. I guess is there something like that for you guys?
1: Yeah, I always like it when bands take risks. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a Metallica fan, the kings of taking risks take it you like Lulu? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sitting on a table. But uh, no, some risks don't always work, but I like it when the band's got the balls to just say, right, this is what we're doing, like it or not, this, it's, yeah, no, hey, I, I like for- <laughs> so, that So that's what mm. I like. Um, I also like when bands kind of maybe strip back a little bit. I mean, it gets a lot of criticism, but uh, an album, Hail of the King by Vince Sevenfold. When I first came out, I found that quite exciting because it was very much, a, it was a contrast to a lot of what came before. It was very, it was slower, but I thought there was quite a bit of depth to it. And i really enjoyed it. Whereas a, a, a lot of people slated it for, you know, this song sounds like sad but true. This song's like this. I think, well, at the end of the day, every song's ripped off something if you go look hard enough, ultimately. Yeah. You know, it just quit the bellyache and then just listen to what you like. I
2: really enjoy it. I think for me, um, it's going to it's not really directly related to like bands or anything like that. Uh, But something I'm finding really interesting at university at the moment is how much more academic writing there is about our genres. And it's good to see that we're actually starting to be more respected in terms of uh, in terms of actually being a genre rather than just being like, ah, they're the kind of, you know, The people that don't conform in a
0: sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's more academic though, yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah, sorry, to to be boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic because obviously normally when uh you get whether if you if you're getting our music, our style of taste and stuff like that in print, it normally is preceded by something horrible and as to why we're even being mentioned. So to see there's anything like that going on, it's not well known, so it's a damn good thing.
1: I think while we're on the topic of uh, university, Ellen, do you want to briefly tell the story of your, one of your performances that we had to do in uh, King's Hall? Please tell.
2: So talking about bringing metal into university, um, during one of my exams in my final year, I had to basically do a performance at the King's Hall which is also the place that Martin Luther King got his honorary um, degree from Newcastle. Mm. (laughs) We turn up um, in a classic classic acoustic room designed for classical organs and classical piano and violin and all that. We turn up in our our gig attire and start playing thrash metal. Mm. um, So all of these elderly people just sat down. and to say the least, we only had one person walk out. So
1: that's always good. I think my favourite moment of the entire thing was immediately before we came on. Somebody went round and went, uh, this next band, they were a bit loud, so we've got earplugs. And there's a few people laughing. And then this person's face went, no, being serious, please. Oh, man. <laughs> Amazing.
0: That's that's an experience you're never really going to get to do more than once. So
1: I have it some memory. I'll I, I tell you what, I, th- I think Steve was saying, one of his favorite memories is, if you've ever had a bunch of university professors make up a drum kit, I'll tell you what, it sounds amazing.
3: <laughs> it it sounds really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Right, before you go, guys,
0: we said it at the very, very start, one more item, the secret item, which is basically something in your life that you think you cannot live without, that you can bring. It can be anything you want. Oh. Oh. What what's <laughs> <laughs> no one's done a cat before. I don't see why not. Rosie, you're hating me.
2: Yeah, so I, I bring my, my my cat who wants to get off right now. Uh, Rosie, because she's
0: the best thing ever. I don't know. <laughs> cat, it is. Can't argue with it. It's your choice. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Oh, man, you put me on the spot here because there's, there's really got to be one answer if I'm being fair. And of course, you know, I couldn't. You've, got, you've No, you've got a t- long-term girlfriend.
0: Okay. Not allowed to bring a person. I'm not allowed to bring a person. It has to be something.
1: All right. Okay. Yes. okay. That, that, gets, that gets me off the hook if I don't say it then.
0: Yeah. Right. I was expecting you to say your guitar. Because that's oh. what musicians almost always do, and then act really guilty about it.
1: Yeah, well, I thought I did a different thing, but if I'm not a lot like my girlfriend, no guilt guitar, 100%.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I swear, every time we did this sort of ban, you make me go, go off the right, and am going to have to put an asterisk next to that, that point and say, You're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, because everyone just tries to break the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, basically, that's it, We're all done. Thank you very much for having us, I've really enjoyed it. Thank those. you. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow.